Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. And again, it's Maximize Your Influence, Kurt Mortensen at podcast number 248. So awesome to be here. Glad you're here. Tell your family, friends, enemies, and everyone else, neighbors, uncles, family, about the podcast. Get the word out. Do appreciate that. Appreciate all the email that we've been getting and all the love and support. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate it. I do read all your emails and comments. I appreciate that. Thank you. We've got the Ninja today, we've got listener email, we've got some great content for you. I was amazed that I was inundated with different emails as we talked about getting out of that slump last week on the podcast. I want to continue a little bit on that. Great feedback, great information, people adding their two cents, things that work for them, and that's the key with the slump. What works for you? What's your formula? One size does not fit all, and we are going to get into that. Hope everyone's having a great week. I was in Houston. Hot, muggy, sticky, sweaty. Did I say hot, muggy? Did I say sticky, sweaty? <laughs> wow. Just not used to that humidity. I'm more of a Vegas heat type guy. I can handle the heat, but once that humidity kicks in, you know, I lived for years in Pittsburgh. It's really humid out there back east. Wow. Very hot. But we had a good seminar, three-day seminar on charismatic leadership. Not just leadership charismatic leadership and people ask well what's the difference between leadership and management well that's easy leadership they do it because they want to they're excited to do it manage and management they do it because they have to and you had charismatic now all of a sudden you're like a magnet people want to be around you they want to be influenced by you it's easier to get other people to want to do what you want them to do and like doing it and that's the core of charismatic leadership so shout out to my new friends in houston a little housekeeping, we're getting some emails on the free book offer. This is the new edition of Maximum Influence. New studies updated for free. Got to pick up the shipping handling. Got to have a little skin in the game. Come on. So that's at lawsofinfluence.com. We're also on Pinterest and Instagram at Max Influence. And, of course, the advanced program and home of all the archives for the podcast. Now, the archives of the podcast, that's free. The advanced program so basically every week, this is the PhD program. You get an advanced tool, something to apply. This is for my advanced coaching students get access to that. You can go as fast or slow as you want. It's not overwhelming. Just the key is a tool of the week, a new tool, a new understanding, and insight to the human brain. That's on InfluenceUniversity.com. Now with that out of the way, let's take a deep dive and get to the geeky article of the week. And this caught my eye. This is from Tamara Hill. She's a licensed therapist and a trauma professional. This was on Psych Central. And this is defeating pathological liars. You know, liars, deception. That's always interesting. I mean, that's a module I teach in our negotiation seminars. And she talks about things you need to do to defeat that pathological liar. That caught my attention because I think we have someone in our family that are always lying. But these are the people that are vindictive, they're mean, they'll lie, they'll take advantage of you, they'll step on you, especially in a persuasion negotiation situation. And so the question being, do you know someone who's always lying okay, about anything and everything? They cannot not lie. Now, these pathological liars, 
they're not very good at empathy. They don't feel guilty about their behavior. And they just have this impulse to lie. For most people, it's difficult to lie. But the challenge is with these pathological liars, they know how to control their emotions. And so it looks like truth to us. You see this in a lot of Ponzi schemes and scams where they're just really good at lying. Now understand this is different from the, the fib or the white lie. This is pure evil sometimes. This is no remorse. And, and the challenge is they come across as very calm and charming, maybe even charismatic. Charismatic can be used for great good or great evil. They're good at the eye contact and they're friendly and they're nice and their body language seems to be normal. So watch out. Can I get a sense inside if you're being lied to? Listen to that inner voice because if it sounds too good to be true or doesn't feel right, watch out. Do your homework. First thing she talks about is call them out. Not in a negative back them into a corner thing because they'll just come out lying more and, and it could get ugly. You just say simple things, I'm confused, I don't get it, can you explain that again? I don't understand. Not arguing, you're not showing a lot of emotion, you're not getting angry, you're just confused. Have them restate it, get more facts, more information. And a lot of times, the information's going to change or something's going to be a little bit different and you'll be able to catch up on that. And you don't have to call them out on it. And you don't necessarily have to say, oh, you're a liar, but just mental note, don't do business with them, be careful. Or you could say some things, oh, that's funny. I, I don't know. I heard this and I Googled this and this says, what's going on? I'm confused. I don't get it. Letting them know that you're not buying into their lie. And she calls that play stupid. And this is a technique we teach in negotiation that dumb is smart. Because if you come across as too smart, too intelligent, sometimes you get a lot of resistance. And you just like, help me out. I understand. I'm confused. Get them to explain a little more. I can tell you a lot if it's deception, if it's a... Just a little white lie, or if it's a pathological liar. Other good advice she gives, and I think you know this to be true, is don't believe anything till you confirm it. <laughs> okay? You might say, okay, Google it later, look it up, ask other people. And it's okay to let them know that you're going to do that. Get another source, other feedback, because if a pathological liar senses that you believe them, it energizes them, it gives them power, you don't want to do that too often because you're just going to get more lies. And she talks about, don't argue. It's not worth your energy. So you're going to do your research. Let's revisit. Come back later. Never see him again. <laughs> you're never going to get to the truth because they're pathological liars. That's what they do. Why do they lie? Because they're liars. That's just who they are. They cannot not lie. We talked about that. And they love to push your buttons. And they love to be believed. And sometimes they get into what's called fogging. Again, another thing that happens in negotiation where you, you call them out on it and they come up with something else is just kind of a downward spiral. And they call it fogging, like you're swinging about in the fog, you're not hitting anything. Well, you said this. And they say, well, yeah, but the stars are still going to come out tonight. And you're like, well, but when you mention this, it says, yeah, well, I sure like the stars. Do you like the stars? No, no, you're going off topic. We're focusing on this. this. They're just saying things. We're going with this downward spiral. So a lot of times it's not worth your time. So great article. I'll post that at Maximize Your Influence. That's where you can find everything about the show, your persuasion IQ assessment. Like I mentioned before, we were inundated with emails about this slump. Everyone goes through slump. They have different things. Some people just let it happen and hopefully they get out. And what I noticed through these emails, a common theme for people to get out of these slumps. So here's the email. Oh boy. From Jorge from España, Spain. Kurt, never miss a show. I'm a fellow maximizer. I've been maximizing my life, my income, and my happiness. Thank you so much. I love the slump call, but you missed something. One of the biggest things, the most important thing, 
It's spirituality and meditation. And that's an excerpt from the email. I won't read the whole thing. It's quite lengthy, but that's an interesting take that for Jorge, it's spirituality. And I'll agree, that's a piece of it we all have to remember, have a balance in our life. That's what I want to talk about is that balance. And Jorge, you're right, part of that balance is spirituality. Because I bet when you're going through that slump, something's not quite right. There have been many times in your life where it just didn't feel right. Something was out of whack. It just like a, a tire being out of alignment in your car. You just can't get up to speed. It's because you're neglecting some part of your life. And Jorge, sometimes it is spirituality. And I'm a big believer in that. And the challenge is we all define it differently. And I don't care if you define it by an organized religion, a higher power, getting back to nature, service to other people. However you want to do it, that's fine. But I went to our friend Google to review some of the numbers on spirituality that a Gallup poll in 2016 showed that 89% of Americans say they believe in God. So, I mean, it's the majority of the people out there. Again, we all define it differently, religion, but there is this need to be spiritual, to give back, to help out, to believe in a higher power. It's real. It's out there. You probably think those are high numbers just based on what the media says. And even around the world, catch this number. This was in the Washington Times that 84% of the world's population, that's 6.9 million people, identify with religion. Other studies shows that over 95% of the world believe in a higher power. So we can go through countless studies about how religion makes you happier. You live longer, better relationships. We don't need to go into that. But I want to talk about the big picture, the balance. That's the critical thing. And for most people, spirituality is part of that balance. And a quick side note, Jorge was talking about how he went running with the bulls. I don't know if that was the smartest thing, but he said he had a lot of fun. I think that happens in the first part of July in Spain, if that's on your bucket list. Get over there and run with the bulls and see how influential you could be to Persuade the bulls not to gore you. So if that's on your list, let me know how it goes. So get out your notes. I'll also post some of this on Maximize Your Influence on the blog. Here's the critical thing about balance. When your life is out of balance, it will throw you into a slump. It will throw you in depression, anxiety, and happiness because something's not quite right. And what I found through my research is because you're neglecting some aspect of your life. Like I mentioned, a tire that's not aligned or a mutual fund that has really bad stocks, it pulls it all down. So there are specifically six areas of your life. And I want to talk about each one of these. And I want you to choose the one that's pulling you down, that's throwing your life out of whack, that might be putting you into that slump. Which one is yours? Don't be in denial. Oh, I'm good. I'm balanced. No, there's one. Then just because there's six areas of your life doesn't mean you have to spend equal time in all six, but you do need to spend time each week in the six. So the first one let's talk about is financial. If you can't take care of your financial needs and you can't take care of your basic needs, when you neglect your finances, you're in debt, you're imbalanced. It causes oppression, anxiety, it, it goes into your emotion, affects your relationships. We can't say that's just one piece of our life. Every one of these pieces affects other pieces of our life. We all know that financial issues is one of the number one reasons of divorce. It affects relationships, emotions, and our health. You can't pay the bills. When you go out to the mailbox and you feel that tension, it affects every aspect of your life. Now, granted, we're probably going to spend most of our time on financial, but that might be the area that's hurting your relationships, your health, your emotional health. Do you have a secure job or feel secure? Not that there's really such thing. Do you have multiple streams of income that I learned from Robert Allen? Those are the type of things that can give you more confidence. So the first one is financial. Is that yours? The next one, talk about a lot of this on the show, is your personal development. 
In fact, I think we talked about last week that those that are learning and growing, they're more excited about life. It changes your psyche. You're learning the skills. You don't have to figure it out on your own. You're, you're learning. You're growing. Personal edification is something we need to achieve every day. That's because a lack of personal development causes us to become negative and pessimistic. Having the physical books and the audios and the mentors and the seminars and the trainings and the podcasts, all of the above, do a little bit here and there, makes the biggest difference get out of slump. You're more energized. You feel more competent, even more confident when you have a good personal development program. That might be your weak link. Watching too much TV, too much YouTube, getting stuck on Netflix, binging on some show can really suck the life out of you. 30 minutes a day is what you're looking for on the way to work. In the morning, I do it while I work out. Those are some things to think about. Then as Jorge mentioned, spirituality. We have a spiritual side to us. You have to be attuned to yourself, that inner voice, who you are, where you're going, what you believe, what you're going to accomplish. We are spiritual beings. We all have a spiritual side to us. Again, like I mentioned, we all define it differently. Religion, meditation, getting back to nature. We talked about that. That inner voice, tap into your spirituality. One thing that anybody can do to help redefine their spiritualities, go out and serve somebody, help somebody, go to a soup kitchen. You have someone that's depressed or in a slump, go help and serve other people on your team, in the community. I guarantee it'll do more for you than it does for them. It just puts things into perspective. It gives you a spiritual boost. It changes the balance in your life. At least bare bones, go serve somebody. Get in tune with that inner voice. Get back in touch with yourself. We do have a spiritual side to us. Now, I know you're going to spend a lot more time on financial than your spiritual, but don't neglect spiritual. Spend a little time on that. You'll notice a big difference. Then another one we talked about briefly last week was physical. When you don't feel well, it's going to affect you financially. It's going to affect your relationships. It's going to affect your personal development. It's going to affect you spiritually. You need to have a health plan. What you eat, taking nutritionals, all those things come into play. Listen to your body. You need to have some type of nutritional health plan. And we talked about last week, an exercise program. It gives you more time. I don't have the time. No, it gives you more time. We talked about that. If you don't feel well, change things up. Get rid of some of your habits. And it can start out simply just by walking, doing something different, taking more stairs, parking further out in the parking lot, whatever you need to do, tap into that physical side. Because I know that affects every aspect of your life. You've been ill or weak and this can throw you into slump really fast when you're not eating right, you're not exercising, you're not taking good nutritionals. I've been a big believer in that where, you know, eating healthy is right, but a lot of the studies do show that a lot of our food doesn't have the same type of nutrients it did 30, 40 years ago. So a good supplement can be something very, very helpful to you. So is that yours, physical? Remember, you don't have to spend equal time on each one of these. For example, I could hammer out intellectual, spiritual, and physical an hour. I can exercise 45, 50 minutes, get a good workout in, lift some weights, do some cardio, run on the treadmill, whatever it is. I can do that for 50 minutes while I'm listening to audios and podcasts and do my personal development and take that final 10 minutes while I'm cooling down to meditate, to focus on some spiritual things. So half of this life alignment, as I call it, or this balance can be hammered out in an hour, but it has to be done. You can't neglect it. Never say that, well, that's a different part of my life. It all comes together. Then the next one, emotion. We are emotional creatures. Our emotions are like 
thermostats or gauges in the car. They're telling us what's happening on the inside, what to change, what to do. And you cannot allow emotions like anger, resentment, frustration, hate, envy to control your life. You need to be in control. What's going to control, your emotions or you? Because if you can't control your emotions, you can't control your actions. Emotional mastery, emotional intelligence, whatever you want to call it, is essential to a balanced life, to have that life alignment. Now, I've said this before, emotions like anger and depression, when you have an emotion, it has an actual physiological response in your body, and it releases neuropeptides and other chemicals, and it changes you. It does different things. When you're angry, blood leaves the brain, you feel these neuropeptides, and some people get addicted to anger and depression because this new feeling becomes the new normal, and you got to be challenged. Emotions aren't bad. It's if you bear the emotions, don't deal with the emotions, hide the emotions. That's what's bad. If you don't understand where that anger's coming from, why you're getting depressed or having anxiety or feeling resentment, understanding emotions, are you quick to anger and don't know why, you got to figure out where these emotions are coming from and why you feel that way. Again, what's it control, you or the emotions? I know we're emotional creatures we talk about all the time on the show, but realize anger, frustration, resentment, these can really pull you down. They can change your mindset. They can be addicting. Again, not that they're bad to feel those things. Everyone's going to feel them. It's what you do with them. And don't bury them because when you bury them, that leads to addictions from anywhere from binge watching Netflix when you get home from work because you don't want to deal with reality to smoking, to drinking alcohol, to drugs, to, to being a workaholic. Those things tend, not always, tend to happen when you're not dealing with reality. So is that yours? And final one, drum roll here. We're social creatures. Our greatest strength and well-being stems from our relationships. They're an integral part of your happiness and your balance and your life alignment. It gives you a sense of meaning and purpose to live a fulfilled life. We're in this together. Success comes when we work together. We need our relationships. I know some of the worst things that happen to you have been through relationships, but your greatest happiness has come through relationships. You can't give up on people. You've been burned. You've been hurt. You've been stabbed in the heart. I think we all have, but you got to continue on. We need those relationships. A, for our happiness and the belonging and sense of family. And B, the more people you know, the easier it is to be successful. Successful people, millionaires, they know more people. They have bigger, what they call Rolodexes. They know more people. So there's a couple pieces to this. Just think about it. You take a hardened criminal, a murderer. What's the worst thing you could do to them in prison? Solitary confinement. They can only last a couple of days. We need our relationships. So is it your relationships or lack thereof or are they toxic? Is that what's pulling you down? Is that what we need to adjust? Is that what we need to fix? So remember, here are the six. Financial, intellectual, spiritual, physical, emotional, social. Also posted this list on MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Which one is yours? Pick it. Fix it. Change it up, become more balanced, make it easier and faster to get out of the slum. So I want to thank Jorge for your feedback on that email. And hopefully that's another piece to help you have a happier, more balanced life, but also make it quicker to get out of that slump that we experience. So thanks for that. I'll get to some of the other email next time on the podcast. But one final thing, let's do the Persuasion Ninja of the Week. Ninja go! Now I'm going to do something a little unique here, and we haven't done this in 74 years. Well, I made that up. But anyway, in a long time, I'm going to nominate myself as the ninja. I don't know if that's ever happened. I've had other people nominate me as the ninja, but 
I'm going to nominate myself. This is what happened. So after spending time in the hot Houston weather, I needed some time up in the mountains, in the Rocky Mountains, where it's cool and nice. I'm not going to name the place because I don't want this person to track me down. And you'll understand as I tell you. So there's this person I've done training for. And so he posted on this social media that he used to be in the exact same location that I was going. And it had been a long time since we had talked. I'd kind of forgotten what he looked like and exactly what we did together. So I did some social media stalking. Don't mock me. I know you've done it too. <laughs> and I recommend not a creepy, weird sort of way. I just looked at a picture so I could remember what he talked about. Made sure I had his name right. Looked at the members of his family, what we did together, the company was at. Just in case. Just in case. And he's a player. Runs a big business. Probably could do some future business together. That's why we're not naming names here. Because there's some things that could be happening. And, and you guessed it. I saw him and I went up and I remembered his name where he was from, family was going on, did some catching up. And of course, after a while, he remembered who I was, what we did. But hey, gold, we're doing business in the future. Well, hopefully, we're planning on it. But if I wouldn't have done that research and taken a look, I would have been deer in the headlights, uh, uh, trying to remember the name, what was going on. You look familiar. Now, who are you? But now I was the one, kind of elevated just a bit because I remembered. Remember the name, location, everything that I need to. And I cheated a little bit, a little social media. So, ninja for me. And I do that too. If you're meeting someone for the first time, you need to catch up, find out something about people. I give you permission to nicely stock them on Facebook, get a little more information, talk to their friends, do something, get that information so you can adapt and customize right out of the shoe. Just saying, let me know what you think. You can reach me at Kurt, K-U-R-T, at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Appreciate you being here as we learn some of the self-persuasion techniques here on the show to help you out to get out of that slump, to stay on track, and to stay motivated. Master these skills, learn these tools, and go out and persuade with power.